Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in to Over the Top Sports Radio on this Saturday morning, October 21st, the calm before the storm that is Game 7 between the Yankees and Astros tonight in Houston. Thank you for listening. Also, live on Facebook Live. So, uh, Robbie D., Benny the Shark, welcome back to the show after missing a show last week to be in Denver and then to the Yankee game at Game 3. And, of course, Big Mike with you. We have Goon behind the controls, all four of us in the room together for what might be the biggest game in sports since we got together starting about five or six months ago. Game seven tonight, guys, and we want you to get involved. So give us a call at 646-716-5403. That is 646-716-5403. Give us your game seven predictions, your thoughts, your questions, your comments, a rant about a managerial move or anything. We'll see uh, – what you guys think, if not, you could tweet us. We'll answer your tweets live on air as well. And, of course, if you're watching on Facebook Live, any comments or questions on Facebook, we will answer during the show. But, guys, what a what a season it's been for the Yankees, and it all comes down to tonight. The Yankees were down 3 nothing in the first inning against Minnesota, came back and won. ALDS, they were down 2 nothing to Cleveland. They won three straight, including a game five in Cleveland, down 0-2 to the Astros, and they are now in a game seven. But, Vinny, they are only 1-5 on the road this postseason. You are our resident Yankee fan, wearing the colors today, wearing the pinstripes. Where are your thoughts before a night that you will never forget, win or lose? I'm wearing them proud. It's going to be a tough game. The CC Sabathia still had the magic. He's been our MVP, if you ask me, during this postseason. The guy's been electric. He's turned back the clock. He's figured out how to pitch without that velocity he used to have. Can he come out big again? Because I'll tell you what, I ain't intimidated by Charlie Morton. And I think the Yankees are going to get it done here in game seven. And I cannot wait. Just a couple stats to throw at you guys. CC Sabathia, 10-0 and with a 1.690 ERA in 13 starts, including the playoffs, following a Yankee loss. I mean, you can't ask for better than that. The Yankees are 4-0 in elimination games in October. Uh, 1-5, though, outside of Yankee Stadium. That makes me a little nervous. Houston has not lost at home this postseason. And dating back into the regular season, they've won 16 out of their last 18 at home. So, uh... Yesterday, also concerning to me, Giles, 23 pitches. He's not a uh, you know, rubber arm guy to begin with, so I'd be nervous about that today. And just to speak on last night's game, uh, no lead is safe. When Frazier hit that ball, I said, here we go again. <laughs> and uh, why did he throw out Giles? He had a six-run lead, and he threw over 20 pitches. He doesn't trust the ball. There's no way. Yeah, he doesn't he trust does anybody trust in there besides Giles. And yeah. now uh, you've got to imagine that they're going to need Giles tonight. Absolutely. If they're going to win the game, you're going to see Giles tonight. And he threw over 20 pitches last night with yep. a six-run lead. So that could even be crucial. The Yankees have been comeback, a comeback team all season long, especially in the postseason. This is a never-die team. They play better with their backs against the wall. And go figure, it's all kids. It's all young guys on this team. And it's just incredible where they are at this point. you gotta stick your, you got to tip your cap to them. Absolutely. No matter what, what a great young team they have. 
and they seem to play better with their backs against the wall, and that's where they are tonight now after losing game six last night. And let's see what CC's got, man. I, the guy's been money all postseason. Hopefully he keeps it up. Well, the range of emotions in the series has been so up and down. I mean, the first two games, the Astros won two to one both games. Gary Sanchez dropping the ball at home plate, costing the Yankees a game against Verlander in game two. They come back to the stadium. Their bats wake up, 3-2 lead. It seems to be one of those series now where I was saying, hey, I walked out of this. I was at game five. You were at game three, right? Yep. I walked out of the series, that uh, stadium in game five. I said, wow, the Yankees going to the World Series. They're all in Houston's head. Houston can't hit. They're tight. Uh, I, I know they have Verlander, but they have to win one of these two games. And then last night, the way that it, it went through, I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe all – the confidence is in the home team, and they have all the momentum. Who knows? And I thought McCullers was going to get the start. Then A.J. Hinch says it's going to be Charlie Morton. And I said right away, I said, well, the Yankees are winning this game. I said, how are the Yankees going to lose to Charlie Morton? This guy's terrible against them in, the, in game three. They're going to smoke this guy. I would have gone with McCullers if I'm Houston. And like you guys talked about with Giles, you can't let him throw 20 pitches last night. You might need him for six outs tonight. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, what are you doing? Would you have thrown McCullers game seven instead of Morton? Yeah, absolutely. He looked good against the He almost shut the Yankees yeah. out. They were up 4 nothing with him on the mound. Uh, he gives up a homer to the judge. Kind of like last night, it was 3 nothing. judge. It's the solo shot. Last night, they were able to shut it down. But in game four, when Colors pitched, they weren't able to shut it down after that. The bullpen got messed up. The Yanks tied the series at the stadium. Um, but I would definitely put McCullers in tonight if it's me. I think you'll see McCullers. Uh, it's probably Keuchel's throw day, so you might see him for an inning or two, depending what he's available. Oh, they, they already said he's available. Right. Yeah, he's so gonna be in you'll see everybody point. tonight for Houston. Um, listen, I didn't think Morton pitched bad against the Yankees, except for the home run where Frazier barely went out at the Yankee Stadium home run. <laughs> a poke home run. Right, a poke home run. Um, I thought he should have had a strike three call to judge. That was called a ball low in the zone. He kept the ball down. I didn't think he pitched bad. I thought he deserved better. So, um, and his numbers here at home, guys, uh, 3.34 ERA, 16 starts at home this season, but he did give up the seven in three and two thirds against the Yankees, uh, as Rob mentioned in game three. So, but, but some of these Yankees have great numbers against him. They do. I they mean, do. You're the, you're the guy, you, you know, it all. I we mean, said it the other day, uh, we mentioned up. who was hot, uh, you know, Henry, Castro yeah, kills, Castro, I think he's 12 yeah. to 30. Um, and Vinny, can I just speak to Chase Headley? Yankee fans wanted to kill this guy. Uh, I mean, now everybody's found a home. Designated hitter. He's found a home. At it's the unbelievable. Uh, yeah, he's been good. And he uh, started a couple rallies that they couldn't come through with Verlander last night. They had a couple opportunities against Verlander last night, and they just couldn't. Uh, they couldn't come through with the big hit. A couple of uh, first and second, nobody out, and the Yankees were feasting on that all all season, all postseason. Couldn't get it done. Verlander, he, he did his job, and he did exactly what the ball And that trade has turned out to be, I mean, aces and money. Absolutely. I don't care what he does the next two years. He's it already – He got his money for in 100%. Yep. Um, all right, so, Vinny, game sevens, you remember. Win or lose, you remember these games forever. You might not remember what they did on uh, August 13th against, I don't know, Detroit. Okay, but these are the games that stick with you, win or loss. Um, how are your emotions right now? I mean – they, yesterday you went in probably very confident that they might close it out last night. Are you still a little bit uh, confident? You leer- I know you're always confident in your teams. I was much more Where confident last night, believe it or not, against Verlander with uh, Louie going. Um, tonight, it's just how much magic does CC have? Can he just keep doing it, you know? <laughs> do you really trust this guy? I do. I really do. I believe in him. But um, I, he's been long overdue all season for a bad start. Charlie Morton does not intimidate me at all. I'm a little worried about the bullpen. CeCe really needs to go six innings because uh, D-Rob got used pretty well last night. He got rocked. 
He actually didn't throw any pitches. But Chad Green, yeah, so so he might be available tonight. He got Ross Green is probably not available. I think Chapman's going two innings tonight. Can you go back to Robertson tonight after he got lit up last night? Yeah, he might. I go Canley. I go Canley too. He's been awesome. And he has a great entrance song. (laughs) A great entrance song. That dude pumps. He looks sharp. I would go Canley. I'm hoping. Here's what I would do. In all, in a great world tonight, Jason Sabathia goes six innings. Canley throws the seventh. Chapman throws the eighth and the ninth. What yeah. do you think about two innings for Chapman tonight? I don't know if uh, I don't I mean, know if he's, he's going to go more than five to bat here. Uh, he hasn't really done it yet. They've been pulling him in the fifth or maybe the middle of the sixth, five and going five plus. Um, I, I think Green has to be available. I think I think Green's going to be a big factor in this. He even if he gets them through the fifth inning uh, or the sixth inning to get it to Canley, you need Robertson for an out. Uh, Chapman, yeah, you got to go for six outs with him. But that's the nice thing about the Yankees is they didn't have to use him last night. Whereas Houston, because like you said, they have no confidence in that bullpen, had to go with Giles last night for 20-something pitches. And I was hoping that the Yankees would keep working the count. Not, they weren't coming back down 7-1, but I, they got a couple runners on. I would have done everything I could to just make this guy get up towards 25, 30 pitches. Uh, they, they, didn't do their, they didn't get there, but still, 20-plus pitches is a lot. I mean, you should have went to any other arm but Giles there. It really should have been anyone. You know, I, don't, I didn't get it. I had Giles up just in case. Yeah, the Vinci's had a good season except playoffs. It could have been him. Um, anybody, Literally anybody else. It should not have been Giles. They weren't messing around. Listen, this is game seven. It's either the greatest thing in the world or the worst thing in sports, you know? It really is. I have a couple of good memories of game seven, Aaron Boone, and we don't have to talk about a couple of game sevens. There's one in 01, and there's a – they skipped baseball in 2004. I don't 2001, know. 2001, That year never existed. 1960 with the Yankees, then, you remember, actually pretty famous. And just to uh, give uh, your boy a shout-out, John Smoltz yesterday, when Altuve came up with the runners on, said Altuve is going to be sitting first-pitch slider, first-pitch slider, and it's and double down the line. And he ripped it down yeah. the line, and that was it. John I mean, Smoltz called it. And you knew he was going to start hitting again when they went back home. You guys have any problems with Severino staying in the game to pitch to him? No. I was fine with that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I had a lot of people that were very upset about it, saying they got to pull him, but this was your ace. This guy was your ace, and he was throwing a shutout going into that inning. He walked the first two batters. Uh, Brian McCann, who was over for the series, was due to get a hit. Listen, he's older now. He's a little bit broken down. But this guy, when he was a Brave, he was a very, very clutch hitter all the time. You knew eventually he was going to have a big hit. Um, it happened, ago, it happened there. Okay. But, but that's it. It's a, and he did it. He had a clutch hit. with a Brian McCann RBI, a big five uh, hit for him. It really killed me. You can't let Brian McCann score a run on you. It just that hurt me really bad. And don't be surprised if for uh, Houston if you see Maven instead of Reddick. Reddick is 0 for whatever. 0 for the series. Horrendous. He's 0 for the series. Uh, you gotta, you gotta I think you see Cameron Maven tonight. Uh, maybe. It'll be very interesting to see. Um, you know, Houston's got some confidence right now. They got the momentum. It's a home series. Three games apiece all one at home mike give me your game seven prediction oh houston houston's gonna win Rob. Uh, don't worry about give it. me a score uh five three i know you're gonna say the yankees win give me the uh, formula big mike is a big yankee hater over there hater and i hate their fans too <laughs> but you like charlie morton um tonight i do i'm going new york yankees going to the world series against the la dodgers and the yankees are gonna win four to two yeah, I think that's going to be a high-scoring game. I see this being a 6-5 game, 7-6 game. I think that Sabathia, he's been awesome. He's been shut down. But this offense is so good at home, and now they have some momentum. They're feeling good about themselves. I think they're going to score some runs off Sabathia. He's going to give three runs up in uh, maybe four and two-thirds, five innings. Uh, but the Yanks are also going to get to Morton. I think 6-5, 7-6, it's a bullpen game. I think the Yankees pull it out because they have the better and the deeper bullpen. Sure um, 
but it's game seven. And you don't usually see high scoring game sevens. And if you do, it's the eight, nothing, 10, nothing blowout. You don't see both teams having big games in game seven. Um, Listen, CC's been great. Uh, whether you love the Yankees, even if you're Mike, you hate the Yankees. The, where CC's come from a year from now, a year ago, he left the team early to go into rehab. You thought he was done. He's got no velocity left. He's old. He's fat. He sucks. He's got one year left. Just buy him out. Well, you know what? He went out there this year, and he's been a shutdown pitcher for the Yankees. He's the guy to go to after every time they lose. But I just still think he's going to gut his way through it, but those Astro Bats are going to get a few runs off him. So it's going to be very fun to watch tonight. Carson we hope Charles that, has been nothing but remarkable. This we hope season, that you guys are all season. excited to watch. We hope that you guys get we involved. We barking tonight. We barking tonight. Let's go. Like I said, any thoughts, any predictions, anything that you have to say, any criticisms, give us a call, 646-716-5403. Send us a shout on Twitter, we will get back at you. And also Facebook Live over the top sports on Facebook. If you're not following, what are you waiting for? We are live. We're going to be live today. We're going to be live Monday night. We're going to either be previewing the World Series or we are going to be singing at Vinny's funeral. We don't know what it's going to be, but Monday night's a must-see. And at 7 o'clock Monday night, not 8 o'clock, but 7 o'clock special start time. 8 o'clock tonight, first pitch for the Yankee game. I will miss the first couple innings, of course, watching my New York Islanders. Uh, but it's going to be a very exciting night. So we hope that you guys get involved. Let us know what you think is going to happen. And, hey, tweet us, your thoughts, tweet us your thoughts during and after the game. I'm sure Mike will be live tweeting. Goon will be live tweeting. This is what it's about, man. This is why you watch sports. This is why you're a fan. Game seven, win or go home, bring out all the cliches you want. So it's going to be very fun tonight. And uh, we'll see what happens, guys. If not, the winner gets to play the Los Angeles Dodgers. And we got to talk about them real quick. They disposed of the Cubs very easily in five games. They lost game four, but they were up three games to nothing. Um, they tried to get a little controversy out of this series, but it just wasn't happening. The Dodgers were going to kill it anyway. Uh, 11-1 winners in game five. They are on fire. And Clayton Kershaw and Mike Floyd full rest going into game one of the World Series, and he put out his best performance of the postseason so far. Yeah, I was all over the Dodgers in the regular season. They went through that, um, you know, that spell there where they struggled to win. And, uh, and I really liked the Cubs heading into the series. So I was wrong about the Dodgers. Uh, they look like they're back at the form. Everyone's swinging. Everyone's participating. That's like a championship team type thing. You saw Hernandez with the big home run the other day. Um, I think the Dodgers are, you know, have a lot of momentum. And I think whatever team wins, whether it's the Yankees or the Astros, are going to have their hands full. I thought Clayton Kershaw couldn't pitch in the postseason. Right? That's what they told you. That's what they have a four ERA or something. Yeah. So it's right into Wrigley, the piece of defending champs, just, and they absolutely blow them out. That had nothing to do with Kershaw's bat, of course, but obviously with a lead like that, Kershaw is in, invincible. Invincible. He could just fool around with the hitters with a lead like that. But Kershaw at minus 150 in game five. Oh, man, what an easy, easy payday that was. Um, the guy's the best pitcher in baseball. I don't care if he had some postseason jitters and a couple of rough starts. Clayton Kershaw is not only just the best pitcher in baseball, he's the most he's the best player in baseball. He's the most valuable player in baseball, if you ask me. He's just that damn good. So he had no right to having a minus one fifty spread. And yeah, he's got the spread uh, he's got the rest now. He's probably gonna go game one in the World Series. You have to figure, right? So uh, the Dodgers, they, they picked up right where they left off, and they have a good bullpen, too. Yes. The Dodgers, they have, they have a good lineup. They're a complete team over there. And, They're the uh, best team in baseball. Like, I, make no mistake. They are the best team. They will be favored against whoever they play. And they haven't even yes, had Corey Seager. And yeah. Seager's starting to swing the bat. His back is feeling better. They said he's going to be on the World Series roster. Whether he starts every game or not, I don't know. But uh, that's a huge all-star bat you're adding to that lineup. It's uh, they're a tough team to beat. You got to beat them in seven games. You got to beat Clayton Kershaw at least once in order to beat the Dodgers in the series, and that's no easy task. I don't care about his postseason numbers. This guy, you're probably gonna get him at a discount in the World Series when he pitches. Uh, I hate to say it, if the Yankees win, the bet against uh, to uh, 
bet Kershaw, but I mean, that's, that's the play, man. This guy's the best. And I think how, how would you bet against him ever? Game one of the World Series will be Tuesday night in Los Angeles, Tuesday, Wednesday night there, and then games three, four, and five next weekend. All three games on the weekend, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, either in New York or in Houston before they go back six and seven. Uh, one of those games on Halloween as well. So that's going to be very exciting. We're going to preview that on Monday night. We don't know who will be playing now. We will on Monday night. We will preview that. That will be our lead story on Monday night when we wrap up the NFL as well. So Dodgers are there. They're watching intently. I'm sure they hope this game goes 20 innings and all the bullpens are used up and everything, but uh, they're going to be favored regardless of who they play. If you guys are the Dodgers, who would you rather face? I would rather face I, – I, you know what? The Yankees. I, I would. I'd I rather think, face the Yankees. I think the Yankees are a good matchup for them. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm sorry. I think that the Yankees are a tough matchup for them. I think that they'd rather face the Astros. I think the Yankees are better than the Astros right now. I, I, I certainly agree with that, but you know what? I think I'd rather face the Yankees as well because They're I think Verlander yeah. could go up with Kershaw. And like I said, you got to win those games Kershaw pitches. So that I just look at the Yankees as they're a much younger team, less experience, and I think, you know, facing a guy like Kershaw, they haven't been overwhelmed yet in the playoffs, but maybe they are there. The atmosphere, Kershaw, like you said, MVP of baseball. I could just see, uh, you know, maybe they are overwhelmed. If you're in, Major uh, in League LA. Baseball, you've got to want the L.A. New York World oh, Series. Yeah. Well, especially with all the – first of all, it's two of the top markets already. You want the L.A. New York market, the West Coast, East Coast, all that. But, you know, the history with Brooklyn moving to L.A., the Brooklyn Dodgers and Yankees had their rivalry back in the day before any of us were even thought of. Um, 1977 World Series, 40 years ago, um, Reggie Jackson. That was Yankees-Dodgers. Yeah, man. So there's a lot of history. Yogi Berra, um, Jackie Robinson. And now, one more, one more nugget for tonight. Houston's only been in one game seven in their franchise history. That was against St. Louis. The Rockets. Uh, and they lost. Roger Clemens lost the game. So Yankees have been there as a franchise, but not exactly this group. L.A. Dodgers, World Series tickets. Cheapest price on StubHub right now. What do you think it is? Oh, that place is awesome. I would say cheapest price has got to be about three twenty-five. I'd say two grand. Two grand, you go. All right. Um, game one, their home game one is five hundred ninety-eight dollars. It's way over. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, they, that's a they lot have, of money. They have game one. On, actually, no, their home game one. I'm sorry, it's uh, it's one thousand ninety-nine dollars. All right, that's it's a little better. confusing the way they have this set up here. Um, yeah. Uh, the twenty-seventh is five. Well, I know you. Fourth is. Uh, <laughs> Will you be on the show Monday night, or will Ooh. you be on a plane to Los Angeles? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I can swing this one, boys. It's the Yankees <laughs> in the World Series. Uh, I'd rather go in the Bronx. I don't know if i go out to L.A. And nonetheless, my teams always lose when I travel. Except for this Sunday, the Giants actually pulled off a win. Go figure. Okay, well, real quick. Uh, somebody mentioned yesterday on Twitter, and Major League Baseball has to make this happen. They have to have Vince Scully call an inning. Uh, it was I on agree. Twitter. Absolutely need to have him on Fox, TBS, whoever. I'm sure it's Fox. It's going to be the World Series. You have to have him in that booth calling inning. At least one inning. Exactly. He's arguably the greatest voice of ball history. Um, and he did Dodgers games for the entirety of their time in Los Angeles. With nobody and this else. Was his, Just him. Yeah, and, this, and he did radio and TV. And this was his first year gone, and now they make the World Series. So, yeah, yeah Fox, done, make that happen. Uh, and done. don't let, like he said on Twitter, don't let Vince Scully tell you no. Um, it would be magic. I wish he would do a whole game, but Everyone I'd sign for, I would sign for just one inning. Uh, it would be awesome because he's one of the greats. He grew up listening to him, and so did our parents. Everyone That's did. how long he's been doing it. Our <laughs> if you're parents, alive, you grew up listening to him. They grew up listening to him. Anybody did. Um, so we got to move on from baseball. And Somebody want to call? Give us a call, 646-716-543. We'll come back to baseball anytime during the show. It's game seven night. That's what it's all about. 
but we have college game day on. The college slate is getting started soon. Beating the Shark has been hot all year. Last weekend was upset weekend in college football. We had college upsets on Friday night. Mike and I did the show Saturday morning. You were in Denver. We said, oh, we had all those upsets last night. Mike said, well, it's still going to be an upset Saturday. I'm like, how could you beat the upsets from Friday? And they did. Mike was right. So where are we going this week? What's the, what's the landscape in college football, Ben? Expect more upsets. And if not, expect a lot of underdogs to cover. That's what I'm feeling. So just a couple of games that I looked at uh, for you, Vinny. Oklahoma State, number 10, given 7.5 at Texas. Texas leads the Big 12 in interceptions. And Texas could easily be 5-1 and one instead of 3-3. Three and three. So this is where I kind of could see an upset happening. What are your thoughts? It's, uh, there's a potential upset there. I think it's going to be a really tight game. I love Mason Rudolph. You guys know I've been riding him all season long. Um, they both need this game. They really do. Uh, Texas needs that big win at home. Uh, they want anything. They want a big bowl game. They got to win this game for sure. And Oklahoma State, uh, they want any shot at that playoff. They definitely got to win this. They can't lose the rest of the year after they lost. So, um, and they still got to play Oklahoma as well, Oklahoma State, looking ahead. I am riding Mason Rudolph here going to Texas and covering that seven and a half. I would definitely buy a half point, though. That could be a, a big scare. Uh, Tennessee, Alabama. 34 and a half. We talked about, I had a 34 and a half. Goon said it went up um, it before <laughs> when you got here. Uh, I think he said 36 and a half, which is insane to me. I know you mentioned you would take Tennessee in the point. Vegas just messes with my brain, man. <laughs> that is such a huge spread. And Tennessee really has played some crappy football of late. They really have. And now you're facing the best team. But you know what? This is all Tennessee has to play for now. You got the number one team in the country. You got to make a stand for yourself. It's the only time you can make a name for yourself the rest of the year because they blew their chances against teams when they got blown out by Georgia and they blew that game pitifully to Florida, may I add. But this spread is gigantic. Tease the hell out of this up and just hope Alabama doesn't win by 50 points. If you tease them up with 10 points, you get, 40, you get like 47 points out of this game. It's insane. Tease them up, and I'm taking them with the line, too. That's so many points. It's just ridiculous. And last weekend, the big benefactors of all these upsets was Penn State. They moved up to the number two ranking. Um, but this is not going to be an easy game. Anytime Penn State and Michigan play in the Big Ten, it's an awesome game. It's got a chance for an upset. Vegas loves the un- loves the low points in this game, 43-and-a-half for the over-under in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two versus number 19, where do you see this game? Penn State's nine-point favorites. Penn State, I'm going to be the first person to say it. I've been saying it all year. Overrated. They have no business being ranked two, if you ask me. Listen to their schedule here. They beat Akron. Now, nonetheless, they handle these teams – Big time. They blew them out. That's what you're supposed to do. When you face a bad team, you're supposed to blow them out. They did that to their benefit. Akron, they're four and three. They beat them fifty-two nothing. Pittsburgh, they're two and five. They beat them thirty-three fourteen. Georgia State from the Sun Belt Conference, <laughs> they beat one fifty-six nothing. They're three and two. Iowa, decent team at the time, twenty-one nineteen, and they won on a last-second touchdown to win that game. They're four and two. That was their only tough game this year. Indiana, they destroyed forty-five fourteen. Indiana's three and three, and Northwestern three and three. They won thirty-one seven. Now you're facing a real team, a Big Ten team, a Harbaugh team. This is a game I like them to win because Michigan's got a tough schedule coming ahead. They still got to play Wisconsin. They still got to play uh, Ohio State. They can't lose to Penn State here. I love Michigan with the nine and a half here. And just to speak on that, Michigan has the sixth. Uh, ranked Rush D, so going against Barkley, that is huge uh, if you're looking at that game. Probably the game of the day uh, from what I saw was number 11 USC at uh, Notre Dame here, 13th ranked. Spread only three and a half. If Notre Dame w- wins, first of all, could they move into the top 10, Vinny? And they're coming off a bye. Is this a trap game, or do you see Notre Dame covering? You all know I hate Notre Dame. Big I time. know. We, we all know this. Uh, USC is not good against the run. Notre Dame is 7th in the country running the ball. 
Um, Josh Adams is an amazing running back. He's honestly right there with Barkley. I'm not going to say he's just as good as Barkley, but he's top back in the country with Barkley. Um, USC, you just never know what team you're going to get out of USC. Uh, Sam Darnold, uh, he's only played two road games this year. He didn't crack 300 in either of them. Remember, this guy was supposed to run away with the Heisman and be the number one overall pick. He really hasn't impressed me this season. But Notre Dame at home, they had the hardest schedule down the stretch. USC, after this, their schedule is a breeze. They really got nothing until UCLA at the end of the year. With all that said, screw Notre Dame, man. I'm taking the Trojans. <laughs> Give me those points. <laughs> so, Vinny, what are your locks this week? What are your bets? Uh, give us Give our listeners uh, a chance to make some money. You've been so hot uh, for the most part of this year. All right. We're taking a lot of points here this week, fellas. We're going Michigan plus the nine and a half. We're going Tennessee plus the 36 or whatever the hell it is right now. We're taking them with the points. We're taking the Trojans plus three. And I'm also going to take South Florida. They've handled all their teams this year, and they have a they have a joke schedule, too. They play in a joke conference, and they're just destroying teams. I don't see Tulane being an exception to that. So I like South Florida minus the 11 and a half as well. My teaser of the week, three-team 10-point teaser. Let's go with Michigan, plus 19.5 now. Tennessee, plus 46. And Washington State at a pick against Colorado at home. That's my three-team 10-point teaser. These should be locked, gentlemen. These should be locked. I'm feeling really good about these picks. And you're good with those picks, Vinny, but sometimes you're not so good. Um, <laughs> college, I've, sometimes, college, I've been all right. Sometimes you get a little cocky and a little dismissive. <laughs> and just in case you forgot, um, let's remind you and the listeners. And my, my last thing for you, Vinny, uh, my Sun Devils at home tonight. Any chance that they can put up a fight um, against Washington? Top five team, uh, Arizona State coming off a bye. It's a 19-point spread. Any chance that ASU can put up a fight in this game, or is Washington just too good? I'll just leave you with a simple answer, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those of you that were listening on Facebook Live and couldn't hear that, Last week, I asked Vinny about my Sun Devils against Washington, a top-five team in ASU. I asked him if ASU had any chance they were 19-point underdog. Vinny said, I don't want to waste your time. In one word, no. Well, Arizona State went out, and they whooped up Washington last week. Uh, got the big win for the program. Uh, just having a little fun with you. Vinny's bets are always great, but I had to remind him of the little mishap last week because I was watching that ASU game, and I'm texting Goon. Holy crap, we have a chance to actually win this game outright. we got to get that audio. Vinny gave us no chance. The crystal ball wasn't working that night, Rob. Well, <laughs> you were in Denver, so who knows? Maybe the high altitude got man. to you, and I'm sure you didn't do much to look into that game. Arizona State plays Utah today um, on FS1, so that's like the lead-in to Game 7 is an ASU-Utah game. So that's why it might even actually get a rating tonight. But um, no, other than that, just wanted to have some fun with you. Um, but now we got to move on to the NFL. Week 7 started with a bang on Thursday night, guys. Mike, what a game that was. We were talking in the group chat about five last plays of that game. And the Oakland Raiders, who I like to win the game, I said to you guys in the group chat, I said, I like them for the small upset. Uh, but I couldn't have predicted it would happen the way that it did. Yeah, uh, 900 and something total yards between the teams combined. I don't think we're going to see any defense on the Thursday games. Um, Carr, back to fantasy relevance and back to relevance in real life, too. Uh, he was tremendous. He had 417 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Amari Cooper, I've been preaching by low on Amari Cooper. Uh, if you didn't, that sucks for you because you can't now. He ran 35% of his uh, his routes in the slot, actually, against Kansas City. That was a huge thing there. He had 210 yards, two touchdowns. Um, I had Kansas City. I know Vinny had Kansas City. I did not think the Raiders were going to pull up a, an upset there. 
And uh, last thing about that game, Marshawn Lynch is an idiot, and uh, I'm glad he's suspended. I hope they don't uh, appeal that and uh, give him the, uh, you know, give him back the game there. He should be suspended and should be a lot longer. Refs' lives matter. <laughs> they did a good job at the end. Uh, every call was right. To be honest with you, the, I'll tell you what they blew. That Amari Cooper touchdown. The very oh my first God! Game. How is how that, that not offensive PI? That guy shoved him to the oh ground, my. and they, I can't believe they didn't call that. But down the stretch, you gotta you gotta hand it to the refs. They called everything right. It was ridiculous. You had like four penalties in a row, but they were all the right calls. You really can't complain about that. And it went both ways. One favor of the Chiefs, one favor of the Raiders, one favor of the Chiefs, one favor of the Raiders. What a wild game! And remember when Thursday night football sucked. That was my next point. I, mean, I, I thought these Thursday night games the most games of the week. Yeah. They've been pretty good all year. Uh, not bad by the NFL. Uh, and you have divisional matchups, you know, on three days rest like they did, and, and they're able to come out and put up a big game. These are games supposed to suck. They're supposed to be low scoring. Well, this was neither of the above. Uh, the Raiders get the win. They stay alive in the AFC West. Uh, the Chiefs now two losses in four days. All of a sudden, you go from five and zero, oh, and you lose to Pittsburgh, and then you have to travel out to Oakland, which is tough. That's a really tough schedule. Uh, that they had having to play those two games in four days. And either way, they lost them both. They're now five and two, and they're all of a sudden not running away with it. I'm not too um, worried about them, though. I think that I'm uh, still on with the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about them. Well, I think they're still going to be okay, but when you go from five and zero to five and two in four days, if you're a Chiefs fan, they're like, whoa, well, like whoa, what said, the hell happened? Four it's days. Four days. Like you said, it's four days. Uh, Wait till you go worried. back to Arrowhead. Yeah, and then when you have to face these guys. Derek Carr and Amari Cooper, and you're down 74 nothing in fantasy. <laughs> you cannot be loving fantasy football because now I have no chance to win tomorrow. I'm down 74 nothing. But either way, anytime you have all that offense, it's a ton of fun to watch. Um, so a good AFC battle uh, last night. A couple good in a row. We had the uh, Eagles and Panthers the week before. Um, so hey, keep watching Thursday night football. Uh, but now we got a preview Sunday football. NFL week seven. We are already here. We are almost halfway through the NFL season. Um, we I don't start, know about you guys, but this looks like a tough slate. Just looking it at it, it was tough for me to make my confidence tough. picks. Yeah. Honestly, there's tough a lot of games. There's a lot of games that I'm not so sure about. A couple of quarterback injuries. We discussed them on Monday night. Why well, you got Aaron to on college today? Yeah, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers clean up tomorrow. Rogers placed on IR, so we have all these injuries uh, that have been affecting your fantasy teams and affecting the way that you may want to bet these games. So um, I guess we'll start with Sunday, the 1 o'clock slate. I'm not going to start with our Giants yet. They don't play till 4 o'clock, and we'll, we'll, you know, they don't deserve to be the lead. I'm not sure this one does Come either. Come on, they, got, they won the game. Yeah, They well, won the game. Let's go. Well, we're gonna, Give them the lead. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll lead them with the 4 o'clock slate, but let's start with the game here. Uh, a couple of teams looking to stay alive in their wild card and uh, their divisions, the Buccaneers and the Bills. Um, the interconference game, Jameis Winston, he's been so up and down this year. I don't know how to uh, read him. I think Hard Knocks had us fooled. We talked about it. I thought they were going to be really good and explosive. He's going to play, by the way. They he is. That's what I heard. I heard on Twitter this morning. I might have read the same thing. Maybe you even retweeted it, but I saw that they think he's going to play. Uh, against Tyrod Taylor and the Bills, whose defense has been very good, and we know how good the Bills are at home. So, uh, Mike, uh, the Bills, three-point favorites against the Bucks at home. Yeah, I like the Bills here. Uh, laying the three, that's fine. Um, coming off a of bye week, uh, Jordan Matthews should be back. He's leaning on the side of playing, so another weapon for them. Tampa Bay gets up the most points to wide receivers. Fantasy, I even like Matthews as a dart throw. I'll take the Bills and I'll lay the three. I'm right with the Bills, too. The Bucks just look like crap on the road. They've just been getting blown out, and the Bills are a solid home team. They have a solid defense, and yeah, Tampa Bay is just a big wild card. You don't know what team's going to show up, and as of now, they have not shown up on the road at all. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. And I like the Bills, too, but I like them to get back to the running game. Last year, LaShawn McCoy had such a great year with Buffalo. The carries have been there this year. It is 87 carries in the first five games. They had the bye week. 
Uh, they talked a lot about this week, getting the running game going again, getting those big yardage carries, which he's not getting. He's only got three, uh, 279 yards on those 87 carries. So his yards per carry is down. I think they're going to go back to trying to really establish that, get the, that up. He's going to have a big game against the soft Buccaneers defense. If you lost Aaron Rodgers and you needed a quarterback, I would throw Tyrod Taylor out there, depending who's on your wire. Tyrod Taylor is not a good quarterback, but he's a good fantasy quarterback. Right. So, uh, you know, out of the bunch on your waiver wire, I would consider Tyrod. Yeah, so I like Buffalo. I like them minus three points. I think that they're going to win. I think something's missing in Tampa Bay. They just haven't been able to figure it out this year. Alan. Maybe that maybe that week one, you know, where they, ha- they were uh, hurricaned out, maybe that did have an effect on them. Uh, it's definitely been a weird schedule for them, but they're two and three. I think they're going to be two and four. Uh, so we're all on the bills. Uh, NFC matchup, the bears uh, continue to just amaze me with the different stuff that they pull out yet. They're only two and four. You have Tariq Cohen throwing touchdowns. They make quarterback changes. Um, they're facing the Panthers who were four and two. Uh, I, I don't know where to go this one. So I'm going to see what you guys think. And I'm still making up my mind, Vinny. Congratulations to North Carolina alumni Mitchell Trubisky on his first NFL win, and he's going to have his first back-to-back wins because the Bears are no joke. They're not that joke we all thought they were. Let me tell you something. They've been competitive this year. They've been covering spreads. They've been ruining people's lives on Sunday with, uh, with their bets, betting against the Bears. And Carolina, this is just the biggest wild card in all football. They usually are. Carolina's a team I never like betting on, never bet, bet against. But um, I just, you never know what team's going to show up with Carolina. Give me the Bears here. Let's go, Trubisky. The truth will win again. I think – was this spread five and a half? Because I'm seeing three now. On I see three, too. So, I don't know if it dropped or I just had it wrong. It was three the whole time. The Panthers are 0-4 in the regular season at Soldier Field, except for the one playoff win they have uh, in 2005. It's the only time they've won at Soldier Field. With that being said, I'm on the Panthers. Give me, I'll lay the three points. I just think they're a better team than the Bears. I think it's a low-scoring game. I think the Bears are in it the whole time but I will take the Panthers to win. I didn't think any of these teams were any good coming into the season. The Panthers are 3-0 away from home, uh, 4-2 overall, so the record doesn't lie. Um, I think they're the better team. I don't like the Bears' defense. I, I, I don't think Trubisky's played all that well. They've been using trick plays. They've been using uh, the running game with Howard. has been a lot better. Uh, remember after two weeks, Mike, we talked about dropping Jordan Howard. Yeah. Well, he's been back into fantasy relevance. Um, they're going to rely on him, but I like the Panthers' defense to slow him down. I think the Panthers are going to come away with the win tomorrow. Um, it took me a minute to have to really think about it because I didn't put much thought into this game, but I think that Carolina is the better team. I don't care that they're on the road. It's a 1 o'clock game. It's not a primetime game, so I think Carolina is going to pull this one out. Um, and then we got your Browns. And when I say your Browns and your Titans, they're your two teams, Mike. You thought Tough the Browns would get five wins. You thought the Titans were going to be good. The Titans had a big win on Monday night to keep them alive against the Colts. Uh, they're visiting Cleveland. Um, I have a feeling that a lot of you guys are going to be taking Tennessee defense and fantasy because we saw what Houston defense did to the Browns last week. Yeah, uh, te- the Browns uh, facing defensive-wise in fantasy, they give the most points to opposing defenses, so you would want to stream Tennessee tomorrow. Uh, I like Tennessee. I'm not on the Browns bandwagon anymore. They have failed me. I thought they would have two or three wins by now. They stink. They're going back to Kaiser. They don't know who they want to start a quarterback. It's a disaster, and it's not equally good in, uh, in Tennessee. Now, Murray might be out. He's a game-time decision. If you have him in fantasy, I would not be starting him because I still think Henry's going to get the bulk there. Um, I do think Tennessee wins, though. I think that they're a better team than the Browns, and, and they need it more. I'm all over Tennessee, 100%. Hundo P, I'm going with Tennessee because they're start- Cleveland's going back to that scrub from the Fighting Irish, Kaiser, who's not a good quarterback, and he sucks, and he's never going to win a game in the NFL because he's not good at football. 
So the Browns are not going to win because he's their quarterback, and they are not good at football as well. Tennessee, all over Tennessee, start their D, do anything Tennessee because they're going to cover that six and run away with this game. What I don't get is why Cleveland can never get it right, whether they change the GM, change the president, change the coach. No matter what they do, they can't get it right. They can't get a quarterback that they actually can play every single day. They go back and forth. One week, the guy's the start of the next week. He's third string. I don't get it. What is so wrong with that organization that no matter who's in charge, can't get it right? I'm not betting on the Browns against anybody and with any spread all year. I'm on the Titans. Um, I think Mariota has a big day tomorrow. I don't care. It's the Browns. The Browns give up two touchdowns to every quarterback they play. And my boy, Duke Johnson, last week only played 46% of the offensive snaps. Increase that. What are you doing? Yeah, he didn't have the best day last week, uh, but a lot of people are out with you saying, hey, stick with him, give him a chance. Um, people are dropping Crowell in fantasy leagues all over the place because I think that they're recognizing he sucks. He's a cop hater anyway. Who cares? And uh, you got Duke Johnson there. Uh, but I think Mariota's going to have a huge game. He only has four passing touchdowns this year. He might double that tomorrow. I think he's going to be awesome. He's my daily fantasy guy. Um, and the Browns could starting. be missing McCourty, by the way, also. is their best defensive uh, player besides Garrett. I mean, you know, whatever. With they him. have no shot. I'm surprised <laughs> that the Giants have Dominic rogers Camardi quitting on them and nobody's quit on the Browns because why would you play for this organization? They're such a joke. They are absolutely the worst organization in Greg all of Williams, sports. he gives you bonuses for hits and uh, taking out players. So well, Somebody get Joe Thomas out of there, man. Please. Speaking of that, that the Saints. better. <laughs> Speaking of that, the Saints in a very interesting game against Hunley and the Packers. No Aaron Rodgers this week. That game is in Green Bay. You know it's bad when Green Bay is four-point underdogs at home. I don't know the last time they were four-point underdogs at home, but I guarantee you it hasn't happened in the Aaron Rodgers era. Yeah, um, I am torn between this game, to be honest with you, but I'm going to buy the Saints here. They'll probably steer me wrong. I'm going to buy their defense even. I'll take the Saints. I'll lay the four points. Uh, tomorrow, there's an 80% chance of heavy rain at Lambeau for anybody in fantasy. I think you're going to see more of a ground game between both teams uh, instead of the air attack. But I will still take the Saints and lay the four. I can't bet on the Saints outdoors on the road as a favorite. I can't do it. I just can't do it. I don't care who the quarterback is for Green Bay. That's not an easy place to play in Lambeau. Um, I'm not saying Hundley's a good quarterback at all. I don't know what that team's going to be. <laughs> who knows what Packers is they are now without Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I've been saying all year, I think they're a terrible team, yeah. and it's just Aaron yeah. Rodgers that carries that team. So we'll see. It's really tough for me to take the Saints on the road, so just give me the home dog here with Green Bay. I don't care where they're playing. They could be playing in New Orleans, in Green Bay, on Mars, at Nassau Coliseum. I am never, ever putting my money on Brett Hundley to beat Drew Brees. <laughs> I, I just can't. The one's a Hall of Famer. The other guy's never started in his career. I, I didn't even let the uh, let the league go in the preseason in yards either this year or last year. Supposedly he's got a huge arm, so we'll see. Um, well, you know what? It's the show me game then. Show me, show me that I'm I wrong. But I can't put my money on him to beat Drew Brees. I don't care where the game is. Um, the Saints defense, like you said, Mike, they've been actually pretty good. You were on them. You said pick them up going forward on Monday night show. I agree with that. I looked into it a couple of my leagues as well. Um, so I got to go with Drew Brees. Four points isn't that much. Um, I could see them forcing a turnover or two for Green Bay to really put this game away. Um, so I'm on the Saints as well. We stay or we move now to the AFC, a barn burner, Jaguars and Colts. The Colts with a chance to win and tie the Jaguars at three and four. And that really maybe the worst, maybe the worst division in football history Um it's Blake Bortles against Jacoby Brissett, and I don't even think Bortles is the worst quarterback. I mean, uh, is the, he's not even the best quarterback in this game, and he's facing a backup. Yeah, so there was a few things this week that came out. The Colts are going to miss Robert Turbin for the year. I mean, that's not the big news, but 
Marlon Mack is going to see a lot more carries, and he's a lot more uh, explosive than Gore at this stage in Gore's career. I like him as a pickup. I think you could even start flexing him after this week. I think he's going to show you something. I think I don't know what the spread is, Rob. You have it in front of you? I'll take the Jaguars. The the Jaguars' defense is legit. Um, If Fournette plays, if he doesn't play, it doesn't matter to me. If I was them, I would keep Fournette out. You have a bye next week, and uh, I would let Ivory uh, take the ball here. Great DFS guy, too. I still think that they win, even with Ivory and not Fournette. I'm all over the Jags. Nobody hates the Colts more than Big Mike, and nobody loves the Colts more than Robbie D over here. (laughs) And I'm going with Rob's Colts this week. I like the home dogs again, and the the Jaguars just – such a weird team this year. They're either amazing, but you know, it's really been their defense that's been winning in those games. And I don't know how much longer they can keep it up. I'm not saying the Colts are not a team that's going to turn the ball over at any time, but I think I, I think the Colts are a tough team in that uh, in that building, Lucas Oil Stadium. They're I, a I like the Colts here. Though. Hilton's going to be covered by Ramsey or uh, Bouye, so. But Blake Bortles can lose a game on his own. He could as well. He so could. you know what? Just uh, like I said, home dogs. When I'm when I'm torn in between games like this, you you go with the home dog. And can we all agree now? Andrew Luck is not going to play this season. I don't think he's going to. He's going to play. I don't think he's going to. He might play. I, I can't. I, I don't know. I can't agree. He's not going to play. There's too much time left. It'll they win this seven game. Seven or less. If it they win, it, seven, seven or less, that's fine. Seven or less, I've, you're a lot I've that. told I've told you on the air that you might be spot on with that, and that that's probably the case. But if they get a win this week and they're three and four, I can't sit them. See there, I can't sit here and see them just benching him the rest of the year if they have a chance to make the playoffs. If Marble Mouth can play, if they have a chance for the playoffs, he's going to play. Three, if, they, if they tie the Jaguars with a win this week, that's why it's so huge. Uh, you got to hold on to him in the two-quarterback league like I am. Um, you you got to give it a chance. He's out there. Who knows what the setback was? Maybe it was that bad. Don't let you know. Well, I know what I'm saying. Who knows to the length of the, uh, the extent of the injury? You, you just don't know. That's the thing about it. Um, he had a cortisone shot. That could be what gets him through the season if they get, you know, within a game or so of making the playoffs. I think they're going to win this game. I agree with Vinny. Fournette's um, playing, if, too, right? I thought Fournette's he's, not playing. He I said, he, he didn't practice he, yesterday. He hasn't practiced all week. He says he's playing. The team uh, hasn't come out and said it yet, so I think that's a game. Well, play. let me tell you this. If he doesn't play, I'm all over the Colts because I can't Absolutely. see them with – I get it, Chris Ivory, but he's not Leonard Fournette. He's not out there throwing putting five yards of carry and has a touchdown in every game. Blake Bortles doesn't have his weapons. Now he's not going to have his running back. No way they go into the road and to beat the Colts without Leonard Fournette. Maybe it's a little bit different if he plays, but um, I'm on the Colts in this one. I agree with you, Mike, about Mac, and I also think that Chris Ivory is a great daily fantasy running back. You can get him at a great price right now, and then you could really put some big-time players in your lineup with him. So uh, that's my guy uh, for this week for running back if he actually plays. So uh, Indian the Colts, Mike's on the Jaguars. Uh, we'll see tomorrow at 1 o'clock. I'm sure we're not all going to be crazily tuned into that unless you have a fantasy guy on that team. Um, but then you got an NFC West matchup in London at Twickenham Stadium. And this game's at 1 o'clock. It's not a 9.30 a.m. start. So you got a London game that's mixed in with all the other 1 o'clock games. I'd rather the 9.30 start. I like the standalone games. I like to watch more football yeah, longer in the TV day. If they air it. Well, yeah, it's a Fox game, though. It's the Cardinals and Rams. Uh, Rams, technically, the home team there, they're the three points against the Cardinals, Mike. Yeah, I uh, will not bet any more London games for the rest of my life. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, you know, the Cardinals are an older team. Maybe the flight has more of an effect on them. And for that reason, I'll take the Rams. I'm going with the Cardinals. They looked pretty damn good last <laughs> week. And Adrian Peterson, is he back? Not tomorrow. Is he, he back? Be. I know uh, Big Mike tweeted on our uh, Twitter saying, get rid of this guy and sell him immediately. He's not going to do anything like that again. I don't know about that. I, I don't know if I'm with you on that. Uh, let's see if he can bounce back here. Um, the Rams, I thought I was buying into them. I'm not buying into them anymore. Give me the Cardinals and the points here. 
Yeah, I unfortunately dropped Adrian Peterson when he was on the Saints still and did not get him back to actually use him last week. I won't have him at all anymore. Um, I'm on the Rams this week. I like the Rams uh, just a little bit better than the Cardinals right now still. Every time that I've said that the Rams should lose a game this year, that it was too big a stage, they went into Dallas, they won a game, they're 4-2. Goff is the young guy on his way up. Palmer's the old guy on his way down. Um, I just like I, I like Goff. I'll take it. I think that they're the better team right now. And uh, Todd Gurley, I mean, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. We were talking about the fantasy MVP. One of our callers or listeners wrote in that saying, hey, Gurley could be it. I think he's right. He didn't have a big best week last week. I think he's going to have another bounce back week this week against the Cardinals team. So I think the Rams are going to win that game. I like a lot of points that will be scored in that game. That point, that game will easily be in the 20s, maybe even low 30s. Uh, so the Rams, uh, three-point uh, three favorites, I take the Rams. Um, NFC, I'm sorry, AFC East matchup, the rematch of just three weeks ago, the Jets and Dolphins at uh, MetLife Stadium. The Jets were up 20 to nothing until the Dolphins scored a touchdown on the last play of the game. <laughs> the Dolphins, being the Dolphins, missed the extra point with no time left on the clock. Uh, but the Dolphins are 3-2. The Jets are 3-3, three two of the surprise teams in the AFC. Uh, the winner of this game is going to be feeling really good about themselves going into the second half of the season. Uh, this game is in Miami, guys. Um, Benny, where are you out in this game? Hate this game. <laughs> Hate this game so much. Definitely don't bet it. Um, Jeez, man, I, I can't bet on Jay Cutler. Cutler McCown, it. man, this is classic. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, I hate both these teams this year. They're just ugly teams. Uh, the Jets have played a lot better than I really thought they were going to. I'll definitely give them that. And you know what? I think they'll I think they'll edge it out with the Dolphins. They kicked that they kicked the crap out of them <laughs> uh, the first go around. I know it's not, it's gonna be a little tighter this time in Miami, but you know it's just give me the Jets, I guess. Yeah, I'm on the Jets, too. I actually think I'm in the confidence pool. I feel pretty good about them. Listen, uh, New England's defense isn't good, but they held their own last week, even, uh, you know, defensively against New England. They had some big stops there. They really could have, be, uh, you know, been more in that game if the Safarian Jenkins touchdown doesn't get called back. I think the Dolphins suck. I think last week was more of uh, Atlanta just being the most overrated team in the NFL, uh, you know, for the Dolphins being able to come back. What a horrible game. That yeah, was. I'm all over the Jets. And you're getting three points. Please, Jets. I think the Dolphins are going to win this game. I think they're going to cover. I think they're the better team right now. I mean, Robbie's Dolphins. Hey, listen, they're 3-2, and two, and I'm not going to sit here and make excuses for them playing against Atlanta. You don't win going into Atlanta. That, was in, that team was in the Super Bowl last year. The Bills went in and won in Atlanta. Everybody but, goes into Atlanta this year. Right, but, but you're not supposed to, so you've got to give them credit. They went in there. They were down 17 nothing at the half, came back and won the game. Uh, it's not easy to do against anybody. I mean, Denver couldn't come back on the Giants at that same, pretty much at the same score last week. Um, the Dolphins are three and two. You might not love them. You might not love Cutler. You might not like Cutler. You might not even be able to stand Cutler. You might hate Cutler, but he's three and two. I don't know how they're getting it done. I think that they're well coached. I think this is the beginning of the Jets' downfall. That was a brutal way to lose the game last week last, uh, for the Jets. Um, that touchdown, no matter what side you're on, that's got to kill them. That's got to stay within them. That um, was one of the worst calls I've ever seen ever. Yeah, we talked uh, about it. Mike and I talked about it Monday night. Ever in any sport. I, I actually see why they called it. I could see why Jets fans are furious. You could technically um, explain. I, I did see the ball <laughs> move. I, I by the, the literal sense of the rule, I can see why, but it's a terrible rule. If anything, and we mentioned it was ruled a touchdown. So now you have to find conclusive evidence. And that's why. And that's why I agree with did. Mike. Is <laughs> how do you, how do you find conclusive evidence? Oh. You you did see that he lost control. I'm not going to just harp on it. Bottom line is the game is getting way too much time on this show because it doesn't deserve more than we've already given it. I'm on the Dolphins. You guys are on the. Well, Jets. I want to speak to the Dolphins because they should have lost against the Chargers, <laughs> but you had Koo uh, missing the kick. They shouldn't have beat Atlanta, but you had Matt Ryan uh, blowing leads, and now he's become accustomed to that. 
This is not a good Dolphins team. They lose tomorrow at home in front of their home fans. Why couldn't the Giants get the less the Dolphins are getting right now? Uh, Unbelievable. Uh, moving on. <laughs> a team that I have not been able to figure out all year. Every time, as soon as I get hot on this team, they suck. As soon as I get down on them, they come up with a big win, and that's the Baltimore Ravens and the elite quarterback that is uh, Joe Flacco. Uh, they're in Minnesota. Uh, we haven't agreed, all of us, on one game yet, I don't think, this week. It's this game. This is the game we're going to all agree oh, yeah. on because I'm a Oh, God. But uh, five-and-a-half-point favorites for the Skull Vikings at home. Uh, over under 38-and-a-half. They don't take any points when we scored in this game. Yeah, and I actually kind of disagree with it. I'm on board with you, man. You were singing Case Keenum's praise, and, and I'll buy it. I That's think uh, I think Case Keenum is the guy there. I spoke to Rob last week about this. I think the Vikings are like Kansas City, that blueprint. Uh, a quarterback, don't make mistakes. Management. A great defense. Um, you know, being able to run the ball. McKinnon, they haven't lost a step there with Cook being out. McKinnon has taken over, and he's done a good job. I'll lay the five and a half, no problem. I think the Vikings get the win. I, I love McKinnon. That guy runs with a burst. He's got a great burst to him. He's, uh, he's a good player, man. He's great out of the backfield catching the ball. And Case Keenum is a game manager. He is an efficient quarterback. He's a good quarterback, man. And Minnesota at home is no joke. We all know that. We praise them every single week at home. U.S. Bank Stadium, we love the fans over there. We awesome. love that building. Great stadium, of course. Minnesota, I, this is one of my favorite games of the week. I'm loving Minnesota. No Stefan Diggs this week for Minnesota. No problem. Case Keenum hasn't didn't have him last week, week either. Uh, Adam Thielen, I think, nine for 97 last week. He did a very good job as the number one receiver for Minnesota. I think this game will be easily all the Vikings. I can't see Flacco. Is and Keenum the guy going forward, though? They got Bridgewater coming back, and they got Bradford, too. Is Keenum the guy? Uh, if you win tomorrow, I think you have to keep going. I'm, I'm sure. sure. How, you got to write Keenum. You know how could you answer. rush back Brad? Uh, I don't think Bradford might play again this year. I think he's an Andrew Luck he's, territory He's the right third now. man out of this. That's, I agree. That's not just a bruise. That, that's a, it's a severe knee injury. He tried to come back, couldn't get through one game. Um, I think it's going to be Bridgewater or Keenum as they go along. I don't know. I don't know what to do, but if they win and they're five and two, how do you You don't go to Teddy. Case Keenum? <laughs> how do you do it? You don't know what Teddy's got. He's coming off of a almost career altering injury. You don't know what he has. I think that he should be unless there's an injury, I don't think that it should be Teddy Bridgewater unless they go on a big losing streak. They're not gonna start that losing streak this week. They're gonna beat the Ravens, they're gonna beat them handily. I like points in this game too, Mike. I think this game gonna be the over. I think they're gonna win by more than five and a half. I think they're gonna cover I'm all over the Vikings this week. I don't think that they're gonna lose this game at home. Um, four o'clock slate. We'll start with the Giants because I told you we would. Uh, Giants get that big win on Sunday Night Football. Everybody expected that. We all knew that they were going to go into Denver and smoke them. Um, by that, I mean not really. Um, but they found a running game. And looking back, it, it was kind of interesting to me too because I was also on this, so I'm, I'm concluding myself in it. But I was kind of saying to myself, wow. Why didn't I see that this defense could actually shut down Trevor Simeon? Because this has still got the makings of a very good NFL defense. I didn't see it happening, but I was wondering, why didn't anybody see it happening, including myself? It's just still Trevor Simeon. It's still that – it's not Peyton Manning's Denver Broncos. The defense did a great job. The defense won him that game. So, uh, But you that, saw the big turnover, which you haven't seen. Collins had the pick. Jenkins the pick six. You saw the big Jen- turnover. Jenkins had the big stop on fourth and goal at the one. I mean, yes. this defense showed up. They won in the game. Um, I don't know what you guys think about this Seattle team. They're coming off of a bye. They've got to come to the East Coast. They're four-point favorites in the Meadowlands. Um, I'll give my pick last on this, Mike. But uh, this Giants team, 
coming off of a win, I, I I think that you might feel a little bit higher on them than you thought you would. No. Uh, I'm on the Seahawks. I'll lay the four. Um, <laughs> I just don't think the Giants are a good team. I think that was a, you know, a good win for them. That was a, you know, an emotional win for them. You know, you switched the, uh, the, co- uh, the play call and you went to Sullivan fine. As far as fantasy goes, I like CJ Prosize as a bench dash. I think no running back has emerged since the injury um, to uh, Carson out in Seattle. I think Prosize is going to get the third down carries. I'd be stashing him on the bench. This might be the game between the most uh, two awful offensive lines in the league. They have no protection either quarterback, but I still think Seattle gets it done, and I think it's low scoring, but I'll lay the four. Yeah, I like the under, and I like the G-men, at least the cover. I mean, you're right. This is a battle of two terrible teams' offensive lines. Just bad offensive lines by both teams in this game. Seattle sucks on the road, though, Mike, and uh, Giants might have some high spirits after last week. Now they're coming home. they got to win, finally. They're 1-0 without Odell Beckham. Uh, it's, it's really sad. That look at the NFC playoff picture right now. Just look at the teams there. The Eagles are the best team, five and one. The Giants, you could have said, should have beat the Philadelphia Eagles. You could you could really say that. That's fair to say. They had a and lead late in the game. Now you got no more Rodgers. The Rams are the first place in the NFC West. The Vikings are first place in the South on uh, the North. Rob had the Panthers. This all, I think it was Monday. Rob went through this all on Monday and said. If you have two more wins as a Giants, you're in this. Yeah, you're in the this Giants, race. you probably think they're the favorite to win the NFC now, yeah. just like that. But the injuries now, it's too much to overcome. The same point. exact Giants team that they have right now, if they pulled out one or two of those games, to your point, to what you said, if they had pulled out one even, maybe in their two and four of those games that they lost in the late, last minutes when they had a lead in the fourth quarter, they are right in the mix. Yeah, the NFC is not good this year, especially with the Rodgers injury. It's, it's really not deep at all. It's so really you're going a shame. To- I'm still riding with the Giants here. Giants to cover or Giants to win outright? Giants to win outright. Giants to cover. They're going to run the table. They're going to stomp you out 11-5. and five. Believe it. And it will happen. Listen, Seattle defense is still good. I mean, who are you worried about there? I mean, there's no offensive weapons. In fantasy, I do like Darkware. He's projected to get 15 carries. Uh, he's cheap in DFS. But he's not going to run on this team tomorrow. I, I just can't see it. I think it's a, a huge letdown game for any Giant fan like you that uh, has a high from Denver. <laughs> I've been very high from Denver, believe me. Listen, I'm going to preface this by saying I've never been more wrong in my life than I was last week about the New York Giants. <laughs> I've never been more wrong than I was last week about the Giants. I was going to empty out my bank account on the Denver Broncos to win that game and the Giants won. So let me preface by saying that. But when I said that, I said, I think the Giants win comes against Seattle. I thought that they were going to win before that. I thought, yeah, I don't think Seattle's that good now. They're coming, they're coming off, off a bye. bye. Yes. They're coming off a bye. Giants haven't won at home. <laughs> no, but they've only played two home games. Okay. So they still have six home games left. Um, and to, to your point, Mike, about how are they going to move the ball in Seattle? Well, Seattle's defense isn't as good as Denver and they were all over Denver. I don't know how they did it, but you know what? They made some changes on the offensive line. Jones made some good blocks. Um, Fluker helped the run game. They made some subtle changes that they worked on, and they changed the play caller, which, you know what? I don't care if they say it or not. I think that that helped. Um, Sterling yeah. Shepard may be back tomorrow. They had I good think, offensive drives last year. And, they did and a lot of that went out to tackle. So a lot of that was because they were able to run the ball. They had a good balance. So you mean a first-round Giants draft pick offensive lineman actually contributed. Right. It's nice. But Pugh's that kind of player, though. Pugh's the kind of guy that I want on my squad. He's the opposite of Flowers, a guy that I just feel like has nothing, whether it be mentally or physically. Either way, to make a long story short, I think the Giants are going to pull this one out. I'm not saying that they're going to go 11-5. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. But I've said it all along. I thought that they're going to find a way to get six, seven, eight wins. Um, the second half of their schedule gets a lot easier, a lot more home games than road games. 
I don't like Seattle coming across country after a bye. I, and you know what? I had Seattle going to the Super Bowl this year, and they disappointed the hell out of me. I watched them play. They barely beat San Francisco. Um, their offense just is missing something. They're unable to run the ball as well. I think the Giants need to have a linebacker or even a safety. If somebody shadow Russell Wilson, so he can't be as mobile as he'd like to be. And if they can do that, I think they could shut them down. So I think the Giants well, are going to – Jimmy Graham shred the Giants because they can't cover That's the fine, but Jimmy Graham hasn't been old Jimmy Graham either. And, you know, I just think that the Giants have a chance to win this game. I've been wrong about them all year, though. Even when they should win games that I had them winning, they lost. I thought they were going to get smoked last week. I thought the only game I really had right was I had the Dallas game. I thought that Dallas was going to beat them. But who knows? Maybe suddenly two and five looks pretty good in the NFC. Yeah. If they were two and four year. right now, Vinny, I could go with you. But uh, you I, know what? That's the thing. They, they, they need to get to, games. They need <laughs> to get to five and seven that Philly game before I can believe anything. If they won one or the other, they would be. They've got to win. Some of those games, that Chargers game was a killer. The the, the freaking 61-yard field goal was a killer. They've been in games just like the Seahawks. I think they're at home. I think the Giants win to make a long story short, which has been a very long story, and a lot more time than both of these teams deserve. Um, Tease the Titans down. Tease the Giants up. Yeah, so I think the Giants are going to win. Vinny thinks the Giants are going to win. I'm not saying just because I'm a Giants fan. I just don't like what I've seen out of Seattle either. They're the road team. Um, I think Eli Manning showed that he can control the ball. And if Sterling Shepard's back, that helps them a lot. But where was Roger Lewis last week? He, he was supposed to be the, the number one receiver. He's he didn't do anything. Rob. <laughs> well, they got it done. They surprised a lot of people. I'm going to give them one more benefit of the doubt. And then if not, they go into their bye week. I'll have them lose the next week, too, as well. If they lose, we'll throw them back in the, the doghouse. <laughs> we'll put them right back in. Everybody will be ranting about Mac, too. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, we'll be right back at the hospital uh, alert. Listen, I don't but, care. Hey, if don't the, take it. That guy doesn't call the plays, you win the game. Yeah. We want to know what's yeah, uh, going on. I can still veto any uh, play call that Sullivan has. So he still needs to throw that out there. So he wants everyone to know he's got the power. Yeah. And by the way, did any of you guys see Dominic Rogers' Cromartie interview this week? No. Oh, he's such a clown. He basically was laughing. He goes, yeah, I messed up. I quit. I'm an idiot. I was doing <laughs> stupid stuff. It was like, whoa, he's making such light of it. He took all the blame. He's like, yeah. Uh, I like the way he handled I, it. I, he's like, I quit. I quit on the team. I walked out. I don't care. I'm stupid. I do stupid stuff. I'm, I didn't expect to hear that. It was kind of weird. I think that everybody should find it on YouTube or go to Giants.com, go on the video. You can find it. Actually, funny, very, very funny interview. We should have had Goon uh, play it. Um, but to an NFC team that needs to win just as bad as the Giants, an NFC East team is the Cowboys. If the Cowboys go into San Francisco this week, in a week that the Cowboys have had more distractions with Ezekiel Elliott, the Cowboys haven't won a game that's been impressive to me all year long. If they go in and lose this week, it is just going to be – I'm just going to laugh. They're playing an awful 49ers team. Uh, they're six-and-a-half-point road, uh, road favorites, Mike. Yeah, I love the Cowboys here. This is actually one of the games I feel pretty good about. I think they cover this. I think Zeke goes nuts tomorrow. The 49ers cannot stop the run. Uh, they can't stop the pass either, so I would expect Dak to have a good day also. I love the Cowboys. And just to speak on the Zeke thing, he's guaranteed to play tomorrow. The court order allows him to play next week also, so you should get two games out of him. The NFL has already filed another motion. They don't want him to play next week. They want that, uh, you know, to get rid of that right away. And the only reason he can play is because a judge was on vacation that uh, was assigned this case, and the judge listening didn't want to make the decision for the judge on vacation, which is absolutely ridiculous. But uh, if you have Zeke, congratulations, because it's looking like he's going to be able to play more and more the rest of the year. But before Vinny jumps in on that, I want to say – not so quick on a congratulation because I said on my own Twitter this week, and I think that it's something that owners should start to get worried about. If this drags on and he still gets suspended, you get him in week seven and eight. Whoa, whoa, great, great. Maybe now you don't have him in the fantasy playoffs. And where would you rather have him, Mike? 
Oh, would you rather have him in the playoffs? So I'm not so sure that you should do cartwheels right now that Zeke is playing right now because if all of a sudden you have to have Alfred Morris over Zeke in the playoffs, you're going to be kicking yourself saying, yeah, you know what, I wish that he missed these mid-season mid, uh, games. Yeah, his suspension is just a complete mess it's all horrible. season. It's been ridiculous. We're in week seven, and he hasn't been suspended yet. He should have been back from the suspension this week That's what well, or next week with the bye, whatever. Yeah. But uh, at this point, as a Giant fan, I hope he doesn't get suspended at all until next season. Yeah. So sure we're going to play them week one. And the it was, season. It was complete bull <laughs> seeing him run all over the Giants week one. We were all there for that. It was completely ridiculous. This whole suspension thing is outrageous. It's, they just dropped the ball in this big time. It's, it's just a complete mess. It's a circus at this point. It's a complete circus. And back to the game now. I don't think the Cowboys are as good as everybody thinks they are. And the 49ers are a competitive team, believe it or not. I know Brian Hoyer is their quarterback, and everyone wants to laugh not at him. tomorrow. They're starting C.J. Oh, Brickhead. You're right. I don't, I don't really like that at <laughs> all. <Brother. laughs> in, fact, in fact, that changes my point this time. <laughs> in fact, I was going with the Cowboys. Would you <laughs> fail to prepare? I was, I was going to give uh, I was gonna avoid Brian Brian Hoyer here. Oh, he's and, not uh, playing tomorrow. But he ain't playing. Then okay, uh, Dallas is gonna. Sorry, 49ers are done. You sound Cowboys run away with this game too. Cowboys get back to 500. It's gonna be pretty easy. My fantasy survivor, I have Ezekiel Elliott. I agree with Mike. He's gonna run all over the Niners. I think that if you uh, make a lineup, I was talking about before. I like Chris Ivory. If you have Ivory at one running back, you can afford Ezekiel Elliott at the high price as your other running back. I think that that would be huge for you. You'll get a lot of points, especially if Fournette is out. That's the tandem I would go with in DFS, Ezekiel Elliott, and uh, Ivory. Ivory's had a lot of catches out of the backfield as well. I think the Cowboys are going to run all over the 49ers. I think the 49ers are just trash. They're garbage. They're 0-6. They're going to be 0-7. They have nobody to go to at quarterback when they got rid of Hoyer uh, last week, although he did have a good game uh, when he came in for Hoyer. They're not going to do it against the Cowboys, but they're going to put up some points. I like the over in this game. I think that the Cowboys' defense is still going to get shredded a little bit. 14, 17 points for the Niners. That's enough to hit the over as well. But uh, the uh, Cowboys are going to win this game going away by a couple touchdowns. Uh, They're going to move to 3-3 in the NFC, which right now you would sign for as a Cowboy fan because, like we said, that puts you right in the mix for the playoffs in the NFC at 3-3, which is pretty disgusting for a conference that was supposed to be so good coming Mm -hmm. into the year. The other conference – Bengals-Steelers, a huge game. We've seen the Bengals, I've been talking about it all year, come back after that overtime loss in Green Bay where they played well after they fired their offensive coordinator. They're 2-1 and one since then, 2-3 um, and three overall. Steelers, you can never figure them out. But, Mike, we loved them last week. We loved them to beat the Chiefs. We thought that we were surprising each other with the pick, but we were both on them, and we were both right. Um, now they're at home against the Bengals. Pittsburgh's five-and-a-half-point favorites, and it seemed that they finally – Got Le'Veon Bell going last week, and that's going to be huge problems for Cincinnati. Yeah, I'd like the Steelers to run away with this, actually, tomorrow. I've been calling a blowout for them for multiple weeks now, and it hasn't happened. But uh, no Pac-Man Jones, and he usually shadows Brown. I think the Steelers go off tomorrow. These two teams hate each other. Back at home for the Steelers, and I think they'll cover the five and a half. Yeah, I'm liking Pitt. I think they're really uh, – they pulled together. Like I said uh, last week, we were a little concerned about the whole locker room and everything was going on. Brown pissy fit. Bell's uh, – they, they were just a complete mess. But um, I forgot which one of you said it. They just seem to overcome these things just like that. And a win last night against the Chiefs in Arrowhead, very impressive. Um, I, I got to go with Pittsburgh here. I'm not, I'm not, I don't see them losing to Cincinnati. Yeah, that's what I was saying last week. You know, through all this drama, the Giants are 1-5, and, and they haven't had nearly the drama that the Steelers had, and they were 3-2 and two going into the Kansas City. They pulled out the win. They are now at home against the Bengals. I've been on the Bengals all year. They've been one of my crap teams that I thought was going to be a little bit better than they are. Uh, they're not going to get the win this week. I love Le'Veon Bell. 
Uh, Mike, I didn't even know about Pac-Man Jones, so that even makes me love this game even more. I loved it before then. Uh, Antonio Brown's going to have one of his big breakout games this week. Um, and the Steelers are a different team at home. They've only played two home games out of six so far, so they're going to stay on track. They moved to five and two tied now with the Chiefs up in that AFC. So uh, Steelers, we're all on the Steelers. Um, but here's the other game that at four o'clock, the one that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, no line on this game, guys, and I, I don't know why yet. Is it because of Sim- is it because of Simeon's injury? No, there's have, no line at all. I have charges given one on ESPN. Okay, is that because of Simeon's injury? I guess because what the I mean, I don't know. He came back in the game, so I don't have any line. I don't have over under uh, whatever. Broncos at Los Angeles for uh, to face the Chargers, who are 0 three at home. Yeah, I don't like this game either, betting wise. Uh, this is no. not a tough game. Um, I think they're almost begging you to take the Broncos with the uh, with the no line there, or one uh, Chargers giving one. I'll take the Chargers. I'll lay the one point. Uh, I'll start to buy into Phillip Rivers a little bit more. They're using Hunter Henry more. The offense has been a little bit better. Mike Williams, they're expecting to see 20, 25 snaps. Uh, if you're looking for a receiver, I think you mentioned it last week, uh, maybe like that Odell second-half player that can burst out. Mike Williams could be it. He had a great college career. I'll take the Chargers. I don't know who to pick. Give me a coin. <laughs> Anyone got a coin? Uh, that's what I'll take. Um, definitely don't bet this game. Uh, maybe an under in this game, Denver's D. We'll see what that one, when that comes out. But uh, I hate this game, and it's actually a pretty big game for that division between those two. But um, I don't know who to Especially take. with the Chiefs losing twice now. Uh, that really opens up the division to uh, – you have uh, three wins now for the Raiders. So if the Chargers can win the game, now they're all within two games. Yeah, exactly. And the Broncos, if they get the win, they're only one game behind. So um, They could be more motivated, too, if they you know, an embarrassing loss to the Giants. Maybe yeah. A statement. If, I, if I have to pick, honestly, I really hate this game more than any game on the slate. It's, it's a tough slate this week, guys. It really is. Uh, I guess I'd go Denver. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers. I think the Chargers have been in every game. Mike, you talked about it before when we talked about how lucky that the Dolphins were. Well, that's because the Chargers missed the field goal to win the game. Um, they missed the field goal to win their first two games, uh, including one against Denver. They were in Denver. Uh, it was Monday night, opening week, and they were a field goal away from upsetting the Broncos on the road. Now they're at home. Now they have a couple wins and starting to feel good about themselves. They are using Melvin Gordon in every way. He is becoming Le'Veon Bellis because he's getting all these passes now. He's maybe the top PPR receiver in the last three weeks in football. I'm sorry, top PPR running back in uh, the NFL lately. Uh, I think Phillip Rivers, three of his last four touchdown passes are to Melvin Gordon. I like this team. I didn't like what I saw out of the Broncos last week. I thought they took the Giants lightly. I don't see them having – They have a, I don't see them going into L.A. and winning this game. I, I, there's something about them that I don't like, and I think the Chargers are on the upswing. The Broncos are a little bit on the downswing. So uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers, but I agree with Vinny. I agree with you, Mike. This isn't a game that I would bet unless I was in Vegas and the game was on and I needed something to root for. I'd bet with my heart. I'd bet on the Chargers if I had to. Uh, but if they win, they are 3-4. and four. The Broncos are 3-3. Three and three. The Raiders have three wins, and then you got the Chiefs with five wins, but they've lost two in a row. So in the AFC West, it could get a little interesting as we move forward, especially if uh, – Another team can uh, beat the Chiefs once or twice. And I'm still riding with the Chiefs, so I'm still big on them. No, me too. I mean, they're by far the favorites, but you know what? An interesting division, there's not many of them. And the ones that are interesting, some of them aren't good. I mean, look at I mean, the Colts, the Jaguars, the Texans, the Titans, they all suck. It's an interesting division. What's going to happen? It's very interesting, but that's going to be a division that an 8-8 eight, eight team wins division probably. So at least this one is some good teams. I think the Chargers are better than their 2-4 and four record. Um so I think that they're going to pull it out, but we'll see. And that's the 425 game on CBS. Uh, you'll get that all throughout New York and throughout most of the country. Uh, but 1136 and over the top sports radio, we just went through the entire early slate for the NFL Week 7. Game 7 tonight, 
for the ALCS Yankees and Astros. CC Sabathia versus Charlie Morton on the hill at 8.08 is first pitch. The winner plays the Dodgers in the World Series. Game one starting Tuesday night, it will be Clayton Kershaw versus TBA. We which barking. Are- which will probably be uh, either Dallas Keuchel or, I don't know, would it be uh, Masahiro Tanaka, I would say, would start game one for the Yankees. I don't think they'll go back to Severino in game one, but we'll see. That's a little bit ahead of ourselves. Um, But give us a call, 646-716-5403. We've got about 23 minutes left in the program. We'll talk about any sports with you. We have one more game to talk about on the NFL slate. We're going to get to that in just a second. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Over the Top Sport. If you're watching on Facebook Live, thank you and hello. We see we had a bunch of views already today, even a comment before uh, that we really didn't get to because we had just gotten off the Yankee topic, but it was uh, that the Yankees need to get some – Production out of Gardner, um, I think it was Gardner, they said, and Stalin Castro. So um, uh, they do, and uh, that could be a big key. So we'll see that as it goes on, and uh, we'll see what happens. We'll talk about that Monday night. We're on 7 o'clock again, Monday night, breaking down game seven, breaking down week seven, and looking forward to Monday night football in the week ahead in the World Series in sports. Uh, but the one more game that we're going to have tomorrow night at 8.30, and this is going against WWE TLC pay-per-view, which, by the way, guys, I know we don't talk much wrestling anymore, but we did in the program. This is a much watched pay per view now. Can't get too much into it. It's true. It's damn true. But I, I mean, for you know, to take thirty seconds about it, for randomly on a Friday afternoon for WWE to tweet out, oh by the way, Kurt Angle is going to be wrestling on Sunday for the first time in eleven years. What happened to WWE Hall of Fame? viral meningitis. They bring back the shield in the pay-per-view, and now Kurt Angle's part yeah. of the shield. Well, they bring back <laughs> the, the shield. You will see the shield again. But you know what that, and that, you know what that means, though? It's actually great for WWE, and they did a smart job with it. Like, like I said, we're going to get back to football in just a second, so if you just indulge us for one minute with that <laughs> WWE talk. But they've been waiting for the shield to come back for years, and the fans have eaten it up alive. They cheer Roman Reigns now. He's with the shield. They did their entrance out of the crowd. They brought back the old uh, beginning of the music, and then Roman Reigns' intro, intro music. The fans are all about it. They build up this whole pay-per-view, but you can't do anything with a guy with viral meningitis. And he has it. Bray Wyatt has it. And, uh, Bo Dallas. and Bo Dallas has it. Bray Wyatt was supposed to fight Finn Balor. So what do they do? They put AJ Styles in that match. The two leaders of the Bullet Club. This is going to be one of the matches of the year. And they have no storyline going into it. But you know what WWE said? They said, hey, everybody was into the Shield thing. We can't just drop the ball. So they got the two best things that they could have done. Except for Daniel Bryan, who I feel bad. And, and they brought back Mayor Jacobs. <laughs> yeah, they did. That was a great Raw. That was a great Kane, ending of Raw. Kane is back. Nobody, nobody saw Kane would be coming back. Out of the ring. He's going to be campaigning tomorrow. Yeah. The, uh, that was just a great I mean, ending. I think the match is really stupid, the main event. And it's not the ideal match. I want to see Kurt Angle come back and wrestle. But, I mean, Kurt Angle's one of my favorite wrestlers. Let me tell you this. See this guy. They backed themselves in a quarter now, having five guys against... Kurt Angle with a broken, uh, two broken necks. A broken, uh, a broken uh, freaking neck. neck. <laughs> uh, Roland Reigns, uh, not Roland Reigns, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. They backed themselves into a corner. Now, what, but what but you grabbing? can't do anything about. What are they grabbing above the TLC? By the way, Chris. I think you just pinfall. Chris on so Facebook says, Islanders? let's go Islanders. I love Elevation? It. I don't know who Chris is, but uh, Chris Hour, let's go Islanders. I love it. Let's go. Thumbs down. Thank. That's that's the Yankee. Isn't thumbs down good now? Thumbs down good. <laughs> you don't know. Thumbs down good for the <laughs> anyway, uh, but let me just ask you guys this, because if last weekend I said to you, hey, so at uh, the next pay per view it's gonna be uh, Kurt Angle versus Kane, <laughs> you would have thought you were watching WWE Network from 15 years he ago. Kurt Angle can't even 
of look to the ring anymore. What I, he was he was wrong? wrestling though six months yeah, ago. In, in no and no pyro, but he's still gold medalist. <laughs> They're a little cheap right now. How do you have can't come out with no fire? Is Kurt going to come out in the uh, in the vest and do the crowd with the rest of them? Or I, I hope the, so. But yeah, that's uh, definitely got my TV going with that in Sunday Night Football. It's definitely dual TV in that. It's it's a musty pay per view. I mean. You, Karen Angle himself is worth watching. And it went from a really dumb pay-per-view to now... Uh, I mean, I would have watched for The Shield. Don't get me wrong, I would have watched for uh, The I Shield. Not. I think The Shield's so gay now. Uh, you know, <laughs> the fans are into I it. I can't stand those guys anymore. I, I think it's... They messed uh, all of them up. It's, I hate seeing uh, Rollins and Ambrose coming out to Roman Reigns' theme because he couldn't change his character like the other two did. He's just a one-man shield. I can't stand that guy. He's, he was being forced down our throat, bringing The Shield back. And now he's gone, and Listen, they still do with Kurt Angle. So it gets him, it gets him out of being forced down your throat as the world champion or as a guy fighting for it. It lets uh, Braun Strowman get that match against two big guys. I think it's not – It's listen. It's definitely got some big spots now. And, you know, TLC is going to be a great pay-per-view to begin with. I just think it's going to be good. I didn't think we'd spend as much time on it. But, guys, if you're not going to watch the TLC pay-per-view, it's because you're watching the rematch of one of the greatest Super Bowls I've ever seen in my life. It's the Falcons and Patriots. We're going to break that game down right now. Resident Patriot fan is Mike. Big Mike, what do you see in this game? I think I know what you're going to say because I saw your confidence. Uh, I'm kind of nervous about it, to be honest with you. Really? Falcons coming off a loss. Uh, you know, this could be their Super Bowl. They got embarrassed in the Super Bowl. But uh, the number one rule of betting, I've heard multiple people say, it, is you don't bet against Tom Brady. I rule number one in that, and I will take the Patriots to cover. Rule number one, that's about it. If you're um, not watching TLC, you're probably watching Sunday Night Football, the Super Bowl rematch. Or you're probably having sex. So, this is the game. This is a Super Bowl rematch. So, Mahoney's watching the Patriots. <laughs> so, Dan Mahoney is definitely watching TLC front and center. Um, TLC, forget about that. This is a Super Bowl rematch, guys. This is Tom Brady at a discounted spread of minus three. And they're home. I couldn't be more confident in them. They're my five picks for the confidence picks. New England, baby. Don't bet against Tom Brady. He gets the win. Minus three. Lock it up. Let me tell the you. over is a lock here. I love the over. It's too big for me. You've had <laughs> all week, by the way, to buy low on Matt Ryan. And I hope you did. And I hope that if you have Matt Ryan, you didn't sell low on him. I tried to get him in my main league. I got him in my second league. This guy gets to face the worst pass defense. They gave up 350 yards and two should have been three touchdowns to Josh McCown. They faced the New Orleans defense, who we like a little bit better, but I still don't think that they're a great defense. He faces them twice during the fantasy playoffs. If you didn't get a chance to buy low on Matt Ryan yet, what are you waiting for? Try to buy low now before he has this matchup tomorrow because you know what? Once he has a big game against the Patriots, win, lose, or draw, he's going to have a big fantasy game. All of a sudden, his stock is going to go back up. This is the week that Matt Ryan puts up huge numbers. They've been waiting for this game all year long. They're going to go out there to score a million points, but they're still going to lose because it's still Tom Brady. It's still a healthy Rob Gronkowski. This game, I love the over. Rick I agree. Is back this game. This the game. Atlanta Falcons lost to Jay Cutler at home. Do you think they're going to lose to Tom Brady in his building? Yes. Hell no. Get no. the hell out of here. No way. I think you just said that the wrong way. <laughs> no, New England is winning. Let's make that clear. Do you think that the Falcons are going to lose to the – hell no. No, actually, I think he meant hell yes. Um, but it's yeah, not just a yes. It's an oh, hell yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think the, this is going to have a ton of points. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be very similar to Thursday Night Football. Um, where you had all the points, all the touchdowns, all the all the aerial yardage. Um, what is the over under there, Rob? Yeah. Uh, fifty six and a half. I huge, love it. Man. I think both teams. Both teams. Yeah, he sees it down, then it's a it's a guaranteed win, guaranteed. 
Uh, both teams are going to put points up in the 30s. I like James White out of the backfield. You saw what he did against the Falcons in the uh, Super Bowl. I think that he's going to have a bunch of catches, too. It's hard to, to cover all these guys. Um, and we saw that Jay Cutler, he was able to come back and beat the Falcons. If he can do it, Tom Brady can do it at home. So give me the Patriots, but give me a ton of points. And buy low on Matt Ryan. Go out to your league manager that has him. And if he has any sort of secondary quarterback that he's starting – Try to get Matt Ryan because you know what? He's going to have a big second half of the year fantasy wise. It's just not going to wait to win tomorrow night. And that is your look. That's your look at the Sunday slate, one, week seven one thing of I the did, NFL. Uh, on the Jets because we spent too much time on uh, me ranting about the Dolphins. Austin's fair and Jenkins, I'm buying in. Four of the uh, last seven Jets targets have been to him inside the 10. They're targeting him. He's a big target uh, in the red zone. I'm buying Austin's fair and Jenkins as a nice tight end. Yep, and I agree. Listen, he was that good when he was in Tampa Bay. He just had some trouble off the field. It hurt him there, but he's always been that big target, that big red zone target. He's always been good. He was good for Jameis Winston down there, uh, even at Mike Glennon when he was with Glennon. Uh, I agree with that, and he was suspended at the beginning of the season this year, so he wasn't really drafted in many leagues. So if you're you have a league that hasn't bought into him yet, buy into him. Why not? Also a good daily fantasy guy because – FanDuel and DraftKings haven't really bought in on him yet either. It's another cheap option. You get a couple of these cheap options in your lineup, you can go heavy with the big option. You said Antonio Brown, guys like that. I think Ezekiel Elliott, you guys agree with me. I think that you can really put together a very good lineup with that. But, guys, we don't normally do this, but Monday Night Football, we like to preview it on Monday. But I have a feeling with the World Series coming up and with our Week 7 review and who knows, maybe even some other stuff, um, we might not have time to get to Redskins and Eagles. So real quick, uh, Redskins-Eagles, it's an NFC East matchup. The Eagles have been the best team in the NFC so far this year. It makes me absolutely sick to say it. Uh, they're the home team, and they're giving five points. Yeah, I'll take the Eagles. Uh, I just think they're a better team. I'm not sold on the Redskins. They're better than what I thought. But uh, the Eagles' defense has really surprised me, and um, I'll take the Eagles here. Yeah, Philadelphia, I said it last week, has have one of the most underrated defenses in all the National Football League. And them at home on a high like this on prime time, I'm – uh, you got to go Philly. They look good. Wentz took a big step, man. He really did. I think Philadelphia's had a couple extra days to prepare for this, too. Don't forget, they played Thursday night last week, so they've yeah, had the extra yeah. three days off. Uh, they're at home. Carson Wentz is going to make a case now for MVP in the National Football League. Aaron yeah. Rodgers is now out of the yeah. mix. Uh, it's disgusting, but it's the, it's the truth. I loved him before the season. I, I hate him, but I loved him. You know what I'm saying. I hate the guy. I hate the team. I love him to have a big season. He's going to make a case for NFL MVP. They're going to be 6-1 and one after this week. I don't think the Redskins are very good. I don't think Kirk Cousins is very good. I don't like them on the road. Zach Ertz has been awesome. He had two more touchdowns last week for the Eagles. He's on my fantasy team. He's one of the only guys that I've actually nailed right in that team this year that hasn't gotten hurt. Uh, I think the Eagles are going to run away with this one at home. Their fans are getting pumped, and they're going to be just like the Eagles always, and I'm kind of rooting for it now. I hope they go 13-3 and three because they're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. They're going to be typical Eagles, uh, the team with no Super Bowl ever. So uh, we're all on the Eagles this week. That's Monday Night Football. Eagles giving five. We're all on it against the Redskins to move to 6-1. and one. The Redskins would be 3-3, three and three, probably tied with the Cowboys in the NFC East and maybe a game ahead of the New York football Giants. Uh, 11-48, over the top sports radio. We're going to take a quick break, um, get our head straight, come back for the last 10 minutes. And uh, we'll be back with you guys in just a minute on Over the Top Sports Radio. Kane is in the building. Kane 
up with Hollywood Cole, I'm with Marla G, bro, flying Holly Grove chicks to my Hollywood shows, and I wanna tell you something that you probably should know, this that slumdog millionaire Bollywood flowing up, my real friends never hearing from me, fake friends write the wrong answers on the mirror for me, that's why I pick and choose, I don't get shit confused, I got a small circle, I'm not with different crews, we walk the same path, but got on different shoes, live in the same building, but we got different views, I got a couple cars, I never get to use, don't like my women single. Tavares, the second shooter for the Islanders, backhand, scores! What a play that one, went to the backhand and put it in the toy department, picks it up in center, with good speed in on Halak, they are a slow, Halak to stand and the Islanders win! Big win for the Islanders. Oh for 2 last week, saying the Islanders are going to get rocked on Saturday night in the Shark Bank. No, Islanders went in there and win, and then they went into their home at the Madison Square Garden, where they own the Rangers. They are the owners, not the Dolans, not Cablevision, and they beat the New York Rangers, who have one win this year, one win. They are the New York Giants, except they're more embarrassing. Um, this is a different attitude I'm getting from Rob than Thursday in the chat. Oh, yeah. I time. heard. I didn't say a word in the chat. The, the refs, refs did screw up. Oh, they did. Oh, the refs hate the Islanders. Oh, they did. Oh, my God, the crying. It could have put out the fires in California, all that water. Well, you're going to talk about a different terrible. attitude in the group oh, chat. Mike doesn't Lord. say a word for three hours. All of a sudden, the Rangers come back, well, and I'm my gonna... phone starts blowing up. Betsy, 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 Betsy. I'm not going to talk when I'm losing. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. Here. I don't talk when I'm winning or losing, <laughs> but listen, when the referees make some bad calls, uh, I'm going to throw it uh, out there. You got the goal back from Smith, even though I didn't think it was a direct kicking motion to right, begin with, hit both and of it was feet. called a goal. Big Mike, listen, what do the Rangers think? <laughs> and they're on in like half an hour. They play again. Yeah, they do. They it's a tough games. matchup this week. They're not going to win again. There's some teams off to bad starts. You have the Rangers off to a bad start. Canadians are off to a bad start. I think both will still eventually make the playoffs. The Rangers in the defensive zone suck. Defensively, they are not good. Uh, Shattenkirk has been a disappointment in his own zone. McDonough has been a disappointment in both sides of the puck. Uh, he cost them the game in Pittsburgh the other day with the turnover and overtime. Oh, what um, a crazy bad goal Lundquist that was. cannot get the blame here. Any of you Ranger fans ranting about Lundquist on Twitter, you're an idiot. He He's not playing bad. well, though. Oh, oh, that great that save against Josh Bailey at the end of the game won them a point. The, that, most goalies let that the in. They don't period, he kept them in the game. It could have been much worse. He did, but the Barzell goal was a bad goal. I'm just saying he's giving up the more. The Barzell goal was because of Nash and that lack of effort on defense trying to wave his stick at Right, him. but he still got it in between his five-hole and a bad angle, just like the Halak goal against, uh, for Kevin Hayes. Yeah. They both gave up a similar goal along the goal line where they, they didn't hug the They had so many opportunities in the third period. To really they dominated the whole yeah, They dominated the heck out of the Islanders in the third period. They outplayed the Islanders in the third period. Uh, they did. off to bad starts, and that's what they're doing. They're and that's what Vigneault was saying. That's what Henrik Lundqvist said in the postgame. He said, we've got to find a way to get the first goal of a game to start feeling good about ourselves to play from ahead. They're not doing that. I think that that's because of one of the things I've talked about is they don't have a pure goal score. They don't have a guy that's going to go out there. And listen, a guy like Artemi Panarin was available in the offseason. He would have been big for them. I think that Matthew Shane would help them in many ways. He's not as much of a pure goal scorer as maybe I would want, but Duchesne's the all-around player. He would help them defensively. He would help them offensively. He would help them in the penalty kill and on the power play. Um, there's something missing with this Rangers team. I'm not sold that they're going to come back. I'm also not sold that they're the worst team in the in the oh god in the Metro Division. I almost said the NFC East, but they're not the worst team. You um, know who the worst team in the NFC East is. So <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't think the Rangers are that bad. I don't think it's going to last. Listen, that's the nice thing about hockey. You have 82 games, whereas in football, you start 0-5, you get one win in the first six, you don't have time to come back. 
different feel. It's a depth. I think usually they get off to a hot start and then they kind of coast the second and, half. And the other thing is that goes unnoticed. Most of these Ranger games so far have been home. So they've had this poor start to the season playing a lot of home games. Now, listen. Yeah, but if you remember last year, they were a better road team than at home. Uh, you know, the record at home last season was not what you would have expected. They were a great road team last year. So, listen, maybe you just need to get out on the road, get a little pressure away. I like you thinking, though, I would go make a trade before it gets too late, before the fans turn on AB. Some of them have started already. And before some of the players start questioning. Listen, themselves. if you're going to keep Henrik Lundqvist on this team, and I understand why you are, but if you're going to keep him on this team, it's with the eye at winning now. It's with the eye of saying we need to win in the next year or two because he's not getting any younger. Um, and he's not going to be the same Henrik Lundqvist that he was. He can't be. It's not even because I hate him. And I think he, you know, I'm saying he sucks. I'm not a fan. Nobody gets to be that age and is still awesome or, or still good. What's, uh, what the hell's up with the devils? That's yeah, early. See, that's, that's, I don't What's think the they're good. They're, they're young. A team, though. They're a young team. They had the, uh, the draft pick there with Hersher uh, coming in and, they're a, they're a very interesting team to me. And they have a tough break now, though, because they're out till October 27th. And, and they don't play for a full week. So now all these good feelings with the 6-2 and two yeah. start, they have a they, – NHL is bye weeks now. And they have theirs in October, which is a crime. Let your team get into, you know, kind of a rhythm. They have a full week off now, feel, and, and they're coming off of a shutout loss last night at home against San Jose. So I don't know if I buy them. I've seen a lot of – even Colorado. Look at Colorado and the start they've Colorado gotten off to. They're 4-4 four four for them. Hey, that's 4-4, four four, but, hey, that's probably four more wins than anybody thought they'd have. Too. I mean, now's the time. And they have, they have a couple of kids that are actually very good that are going to be good. And Vegas is 5-1. and one. These are teams I don't expect to make the playoffs and be there. It's good stories. Here we go. Season. Nice. Let's go. <laughs> I'm glad they're doing good. It's, it's really cool. Oh, it's great. I, I mean, our friend Jimmy was at the game the other night. He said it was awesome. They, they, and they play a style of hockey that's fun to watch the Knights. A lot of goals, a lot of overtime games, wide open hockey, lots of shots. Um, they've scored 20 and goals so far in the season. Going off, baby. <laughs> and they're winning with their backup um, goalie because Marc-Andre Fleury got hurt. So it's a good start for them. Uh, but with the Rangers, listen, today's their seventh home game. And after that, it's going to be a lot of road games. Sometimes in hockey, that's what you need. You need to just get away from home, yep. get away from it all, and bond. But it's going to start getting late early for the Rangers if they lose again today in regulation and they only have one win in their first nine games because that starts kicking into your head. You start thinking about it. Um, but good teams, good stories. We are on Tampa Bay and Toronto. They're off to the starts we thought they'd be off. Kucherov has been awesome. Um, and we'll see. But the Islanders beat the Rangers again Thursday night. It was in the shootout. Both teams get the point. I hate the shootout even though we won it. I just think it takes away from hockey now. But uh, that was hockey. The night before that, the NBA season got underway, and Thursday night, while the Islanders and Rangers were playing, Carmelo Anthony was scoring 22 points against his old team, which sounds good, but he might have shot he the ball 70 it. times to do it. And that's what he um, does, so get used to it, OKC. Get but Oklahoma City gets the win, the Knicks get the loss. A lot of injuries so far, though, in the NBA season. A lot of big injuries in the first three days. Some of them were gruesome. Yeah, the Hayward injury was terrible, uh, absolutely terrible. And then Jeremy Lin tearing his uh, tendon, I think, out for the year. Two big injuries. Uh, I didn't Even expect... Chris Paul is hurt right now. Is he? I didn't yeah, yeah not, Dennis not Smith, the, 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 the first-round pick Smith by Junior. Dallas, got yeah. hurt. Uh, as far as the Knicks go, listen, I think that's what you expect that. They're going to be in games up till the half, uh, and then other teams are going to start pulling away. I did, I like Cantor. I thought he looked good. Przingis is a superstar. I oh, think yeah. we all knew that. Uh, I just don't understand, and I tweeted this, why is uh, Hernan Gomez not being seen until the fourth quarter? Uh, Billy Hernan Gomez should have been in that game. I thought he was going to be our number one option off the bench. Right. Um, Ennis Kanter also, he had a good, really good first half. I don't know what happened to him. He only had 22 minutes, but they just didn't play him at all in the second half. Um, KP is the monster. 
KP is a superstar in this league, 100%. And he's got the green light, man. He was firing off shots awesome. that game. Great. And he's he's the real deal. It's great that we have him. The one and only good thing Phil Jackson ever did for this franchise. The French kid threw up two air balls. And, and that's a hurt. bad thing Phil Jackson did for this franchise. <laughs> he drafted this franchise. He cannot shoot the ball. He cannot shoot the ball at all. That was he really, terrible. He cannot. He's going to get open looks. He's going to start getting that Rajon Rondo treatment. Everyone's just guarding him from the free throw line, daring him to shoot it. And you can't really do anything like that. I hated this guy. I, I'm not going to lie, I didn't like KP when we took him, but um, I, I'm not buying into Frank at all. His jump shot is, is a disaster, an absolute disaster, and he's supposed to be great defense. He might miss time you, now, Do you too, see actually. the point guards that he has to go against in this league? The point guards, like Damian Lillard can't make an all-star game because there's six point guards better than him in the West. It's insane. Um, the, the competition is too, too much for this guy. He's from France. You know? Nick's home opener tonight against Tobias Harris, a uh, Long Island native in the Pistons. Uh, what do you think? Do you think Knicks get on the board with the win tonight? I mean, they're at home. I mean, it's gonna be. Listen, the crowd's good for opening up for the Knicks. I would see no matter how are. bad they are. And they're always gonna sell out, which I guess is a bad thing. What do you think of ball last night? Almost a triple double. Almost. We've been the youngest guy in yeah. NBA history. I wanted history. to give a special screw you to Lonzo Ball. I took his player <laughs> props uh, over 12 points game on. The guy scores three points. Then he almost gets a. Damn near almost gets himself a triple double. Got to be kidding me. Uh, he looks good, man. I, I always thought he was going to be a good player, to be honest with you. What do you uh, think the rating is going to be tonight on MSG for Knicks Pistons going against Game 7 of the Yankees? Zero. And speaking of that, what's the rating going to be for Islander Sharks? <laughs> Those, um, you, you, yeah, it's going to be me. I'll be at the game. I can't even, I can't even turn it on. And I just want to speak also, Patrick Beverly's treatment of Ball the other night was hilarious. He wow. trash-talked him the entire night. It was fantastic. Well, man, long- Lonzo's father, his stupid has father, has put a big enemy, target yeah. on his back, that's for sure. All right, minute and a half to go in the show, guys. Uh, game seven tonight. Uh, don't forget, Monday night, 7 o'clock, we will break down game seven of the Yankees. We will break down week seven in the NFL. We will look ahead to the World Series game one that will happen 24 hours later in Los Angeles. Uh, but final thoughts time now, Vinny, uh, as you get ready to see your team either go to the World Series and pop champagne or not. Let's go. Game seven. It's the most exciting time of the year. It's also the most nervous. New York Yankees tonight. We barking. We barking. And we're going to win this thing, baby. We're going back to the World Series. Show the belt. Let's go. We the champ, baby. We barking. We barking. Uh, CC, big dog. We getting it done. Let's go, Yankees. Uh, Marshawn Lynch is a clown. He should be suspended for that game. I think the Raiders regret that. Rashard has been the better running back. Marshawn Lynch is done after this season. He is a joke. And let's go Astros. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't lived up to uh, the hype. Uh, he was dancing against the Jets in that game, too, on the sideline uh, when they were beating the Jets, too, uh, out there. So uh, that's it for us. About 20 seconds to go. I just want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you for watching on Facebook Live. Of course, if you saw or heard only part of our show, you can always catch us on iTunes throughout the week. We'll be back with you live. Monday night, 7 o'clock, Blog Talk Radio and Facebook Live over the top sports radio. Uh, enjoy Game 7 and go Islanders, everybody. Houston, do you copy? Go ahead, Trina. Houston, you have a problem. Problem. Still on Facebook? Good night, everybody. Check out the Bill and the Wave jersey. Check out our website at www.overthetopsportshow.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at Over the Top Sport, no S, and on Instagram at Over the Top Sports Show.